Welcome to your new favorite band, the podcast brought to you by the LA Navy. And now, your hosts, Dallas Dwight and Drizzle Silvera. Hey, welcome to your new favorite band. I'm Drizzle Silvera, one of your two co-hosts right next to me here, my good friend and companion, Dallas Dwight. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, dude, I'm great. This is our uh, second episode. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. You're, uh, you're, that's our, one of our hopeful sponsors. This is our go-go juice. This is the, actually the only monster I'll drink, um, the tea lemonade, the yellow one. Uh, man, I love these things. Monster, a- anyone watching? Anyone in the band will tell you how much I love these. <laughs> But I got my go-go juice, so I'm feeling good tonight. How are you? I'm feeling subpar. I don't have my go-go juice. Oh, so. You had a cup up here. I don't know where it went. It's on the floor because oh. it was in frame. <sighs> Mine's in frame. Wait, nope. Oh. Keep it in frame. There we go. Speaking of uh, speaking of sponsors, we have, um, and we mentioned it last episode, but I wanted to bring it up to you guys again. We do have uh, a VIP thing we're offering uh, we're calling it VIP. It's basically podcast premium. So what we're doing is we're going to give you guys um, extended episodes of our podcast every week. So to explain a little bit about that, the podcast is usually going to be uh, it's there's always going to be a free version of the podcast available, and that will be the bulk of the podcast. It'll usually be about, I don't know, between 30 and 45 minutes long. It'll vary uh, for the extended episodes. You're going to get the whole thing, which is usually an hour, hour 15. So you get that last uh, bit of bonus content there. You're also going to get an extra episode every single month. So where there'll normally be, what, I don't know, one a week, you'll get an extra one uh, at least every month. So also we're going to be doing possibly some exclusive merch and things like that. We will see how that goes. And it's $7 a month, or you can opt to do a year for 75 bucks. You get a little bit of a discount there. So that's the uh, VIP we're doing. You can go to lamaybe.com slash VIP. Sign up for that right now. And uh, the best thing about that is you're really helping support this band, support this podcast, support our growth, support our ability to stay on the road and make new music and bring that music to you guys. So if you do choose to do this, we're eternally grateful. If you don't choose to do that, that's fine, too. Of course, you'll always have free podcast content. And you can just go right on over to our store, lamaybe.com slash store and buy a shirt or something to support us that way. So anyway, that's my spiel for the day. As you guys know, it's 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 hard with COVID to get out there and make as much money as we could be. So this really is a, a great way of supporting us and and uh, you know putting money in our coffers so we can make it to places like I don't know. Uh, we had a lot of people in Pennsylvania <laughs> message Pennsylvania. us. Pennsylvania, yeah. We had people in um, New York, California, Seattle, Texas. Uh, I'm trying to think, Chicago, some other places. A lot of people have messaged us. The UK and uh, and and Germany and a lot of Europe have been messaging us saying like, when are you coming here? When are you coming here? And, and, and we're getting there as soon as we can, I promise. <laughs> but you got to remember, we're still at, at the time of this recording, a very young, very new band. So we don't have the, uh, the clout yet and the finances to get to a lot of these places that we want to come, but we are working on it. And like Driz said, this is, this podcast is actually kind of an idea born from Driz where he was thinking, and I was kind of thinking things that, that come from me are born from, from me. <laughs> That's true. You have how many kids now? Eight? There's like a new one every week. <laughs> Close. Just five more to go to get to eight. Uh, yeah. So, so 13? No. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm bad at math. 
official sponsored drink break there. No, this was uh, this uh, this was born of of an idea you had where you called me and you said like you know hey we're not this is when COVID hit we're not able to play shows we're not able to get on the road what can we do to stay in front of our audience in the same way we would play shows like you know if we have if we go hit the road every weekend we're in front of you guys every week or some subset of you guys depending on where you are so what can we do to stay in front of people every week and this is what we came up with so this is why we put the time into building this room into getting the cameras into getting all the equipment we have that uh was not easy it took us a year to put this thing together oh yeah it took took a long time buying the supplies what's funny is is i remember when the idea came into my head mm-hmm. i was sitting on uh the bed in the spare bedroom of my mother and father-in-law's house because we were in the middle of moving to this current house right where the studio is and i was just like we were talking on the phone we had spent a lot of time talking we were trying to come up with all different types of things and, and uh, you know, working on the album, release dates, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you all and me were talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking all the time at this point in time a year ago. And um, so anyways, yeah, I, I was sitting on that bed and I was just like, dude, we could we could fucking do a prod- podcast. like yeah. th- A broadcast. A prod. Yeah. <laughs> a prodigy cast <laughs> for you and myself. <laughs> Welcome. We're your prodigies. How arrogant is it to call yourself a prodigy? You have that's one of those things other people have to call you that. You can't call yourself a prodigy. You can. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm gonna go ahead and, and just go out there and then step out and say uh, I I can and I I just did. I didn't say child prodigy. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm not an adult prodigy. I'm very humble. I'm an adult prodigy. I, I hit my my prodigy prime at thirty. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. It took a long time to become as amazing as I am. <laughs> This is my humility coming out. Hundred percent humble, hundred percent of the time. Uh, I am a hundred percent humble, a hundred percent of the time. I love that. That's going on a T-shirt. First broadcast inside joke. Broadcast. <laughs> podcast about producing. There is a podcast I used to follow with that in the title. It was about producing. It was the e- it, it shout out Sam Matla. It's the uh, EDM podcast. It's all about producing EDM music. Yeah, mine's just due to lack of being able to speak. <laughs> What did I say earlier before? Production. We were t- <laughs> broadcast. We were talking about being uh, offensive, and I said something like, I, I'm, I've never used an offensial or something. <sighs> Dude, we're so dumb. Already episode two, and I'm asking, why are you listening to this? <laughs> yeah, why? You should be asking yourself the same thing. And I couldn't even cut to the camera. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just falling apart. You're a terrible producer. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we were... Uh, we were talking about how this podcast was born, which we'll expand on, a, you know, a couple episodes kind of, we talked about this last time, but the first 10 episodes of this podcast are going to be all about dirty damn tricks. We'll be breaking down sucker punch here in just a little bit. And, uh, we'll also probably be talking a lot about how this podcast was born and stuff like that. And then episode 11 on, we'll be moving into what we originally, uh, kind of came up with the idea for this broadcast. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sticking, isn't it? Yeah. It's just going to yeah. stay the broadcast. Exactly. And that's uh, it's why it's called your new favorite band to talk about new awesome rock bands and to have a lot of our friends on the show as well, probably via Skype because there's not a lot of room in here right now. But we'll figure that out later. Yeah, it's it's in the works. It's all in the works. It's all in flux. It's all gonna yeah. be all right. <laughs> Notice we have new mics this week, and we'll have new mics again next week. <laughs> yeah, if my my shipment from California, California comes in time, bro. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anything else to talk about before we dive into Sucker Punch here? Uh, Do we want to talk a little bit about Sucker Punch before we actually move into the session? You want to talk about the, uh, um, a little bit about the song in general? Yeah, I mean... Let me rephrase. Let's talk about... 
It's not a question. <laughs> what about a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So, uh, yeah. Well, let's start with square one. Where? What? So originally it was called Low Life High Life. I really like where you, I could tell you were going somewhere great. Let me jump in. <laughs> then my brain function function. <laughs> yeah. So originally it was called Low Life High Life. And it had a totally different chorus. And actually, it, it just started with that chorus alone. And uh, it followed this kind of riff. And then we, we built the rest of the song around it. I was just kind of jamming uh, to the end of that chorus, trying to like, what can come after this? And I think I actually improvised that riff. I improvised some part of that riff, the main part, the weird yeah. turnarounds and stuff. And I remember stopping the recording and being like, oh, I don't even know what I did. Let me go back and learn it. So I went back and learned it, tabbed it out, and sent it to you guys. Because it's kind of a tricky, weird turnaround and permutation of that riff, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's just playing around, dancing around. Yeah, oh, one, two, right? And uh, are you good there? Yes, it's just working? every time I hit cut, it's like doing a double cut. So I'm not, like have to like press oh, it with just... a little more authority or less. I'm okay. not sure. Cool. A little more <laughs> of lessness. Bring a little more of that prodigy here <laughs> to, this, to this podcast. Sorry, podcast. So it started as that, um, and we and we wrote the entire song, and we still had that that old chorus in there, which I wanted to. Um, we might consider doing some of this. You guys will have to let us know if it's something you're interested in. Bringing in some of our old demos and like the various stages of songs and showing those to you guys, as far as like, hey, you know this, you know she's reckless on the album. Here's where it started. Here's demo one. Here's demo V two. Here's demo V three. All that kind of stuff and kind of breaking it down that way. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I, th- I think folks might really dig that. I mean, again, yeah. let us know in comments. Hey, yeah, we want to hear that. Yeah, or hey, no. <laughs> no don't say no. Be nice. But uh, anyway, so Low Life, High Life is what it was called. Like I said, it had this this chorus uh, that was kind of clunky. It went to like a slow halftime. So like the song itself was like, dun, da, dun, da, dun, da, dun, da, and the chorus went to like a boom, boom, ga. Boom, boom, ga, boom, boom, ga, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I remember it. I remember yeah. it. And um, I remember hearing some, uh, just dumb, dude, like that. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of decided, like, the chorus, it, well, we talked about it last week. It didn't pass the chorus test. It did not. It was, a, it was a strong song, except for the chorus. It didn't pass the chorus test. So we thought about, like, <clears throat> this is actually really interesting how this ended up coming about. We were in the studio recording drums. And we did not have the final chorus yet. We were recording drums. So I told Foz, all right, just lay me down like a four on the floor beat where you're just going like boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, doing that kind of thing. And uh, so we laid that down over what we had. So it sounded horrible. But we knew we were going to change everything else. But we had the drums. So, and at this point, we didn't even have have the chorus written. We just had those drums. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had had the whole, entire song written. And and last minute, Foz is like, dude, this really, like, I, I just really don't feel this. We need to, like, it loses all its energy going into the chorus, going yeah. to that halftime beat. He we was just right. Gotta, we just got to keep it, you know, going. And and so... So we tracked those drums, and not knowing what we were going to do with it. And everybody's recording process is kind of different. We've talked about this before, and we'll talk about it again. That we rec- We've recorded all of our own stuff at this point. So we're not in a studio. We're in your old house in the basement recording drums in, the, in a way. You know, we collaborated with Machine, our producer, and he was helping us implement some techniques that were kind of outside of the normal, uh, you know, drum recording stuff, some stuff that he kind of pioneered. And so we're in, our, we're in a basement, <laughs> you know, we're in a house doing all this ourselves. And we track these drums, and then we have no idea where we're going from there. So I take it home, and I start thinking about, like, what we can do, come up with a new chord progression, 
and some new kind of ways to play it, make it bluesier. That's where we came up with the what became the chorus. Yeah. And so we had that. We started writing that in there and recording it and going through the process of calling Rasan back in, calling, you know, the guitars back in because a lot of this stuff we'd already tracked, I believe, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The song was done. Like it was ready like it was it was ready to go. Except yeah. So we have this new chorus. We still don't have words. We just have the instrumental at this point. And uh, at one point, we have rehearsal scheduled. And I'm driving over to your place. And I'm listening to the song on repeat, as I do, when it's time to write lyrics. And I just drive around yeah. thinking and singing and trying new stuff. And I just, the chorus hits, and I just go, Because I had this chorus with a friend of mine, an old chorus, where it was kind of similar. The words were similar. It was, I'm a fireball tonight. And I'm, it wasn't I'm burning deep inside, but it was something like that. Yeah. And so I was like, I love those words that we came up with. Let me see if I can just fit them here. So I'm a fireball tonight. I was like, oh, I like that. And I'm burning deep inside. And then I just remember going, and I knew I wanted something fast there. And I'm driving while I do this. And I was like, oh, God, I have to remember this. So I swerve into the, the gas station. It was that QT on the way to your house. Yeah. And sing it into my phone real quick. And that's how I locked it in. And it changed a little bit, probably. But that's how I locked it in to something that we could work with from there. So then we just added the words. And we came up with the chorus that, that is there now today. Yep. Which is a much stronger chorus than it was. So Agreed, yeah. It's, props to Foz yeah. for calling out you know, that it didn't pass the chorus test. And we actually have another song that's going through the same process right now. <laughs> so, yes, we do. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, well, we'll write a better one until it passes the chorus test. Because it has to for us. What other stories come to mind for this song before we... Oh, you know what? We should talk about the story behind the name. So uh, before, yeah. before anything, before any music, I knew I wanted to write a song called Sucker Punch. So we had, we had Low Life, High Life. And it um, didn't have any words except for the chorus. And so when we decided to change the chorus, I was like, okay, we need new words. I'm going to call it Sucker Punch. And so and that, I thought of that before anything else. And the reason I thought of that was because Alvy, our singer, was... Um, <laughs> We were at a gig. We were watching him play with his Guns N' Roses tribute at the time. And uh, after the gig, everybody's kind of just hanging around. Everybody's, like, taking gear off stage. The lights are back on. It's kind of everybody's cleared out. There's, like, a few people left. And I was just talking to this guy. Who's, he's on stage, like, coiling cables and stuff. And this guy's down, I guess, with his girlfriend or wife or whatever. And um, Alvy's... I forget exactly what transpired, but Alvy... There's no... Uh, presumably no bad blood. The guy's not giving off any indications of yeah. like aggression or anger or anything because Alvy leans down to shake his hand and goes, thanks so much, man. And the guy just punches Alvy in the, in the face. <laughs> oh yeah. So Alvy just dives off the stage and these two guys start going at it and everybody's trying to pull him off. And the guy was like really, really an odd dude. And, um, they get him all separated and all that stuff. So anyway, uh, we decided like, Oh, this is, we gotta have something called sucker punch. So that's where the <laughs> name came from. And then we kind of just put all the lyrics on. Oh, Sugar is another song that came uh, in title first. And then we just wrote words around yeah. it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others. You remember? Um, no, I remember titles changing, you know. Titles change pretty consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Reckless was called Get Out for a long time. Yeah. Because when they're instrumental, you don't have words, so you don't know what to call them. So you just name them, whatever. Exactly. Um, oh, Sugar was always Oh, Sugar. Uh, Mr. Danger was always Mr. Danger. That was another one that came from title first, I think. Yeah. Uh, the others were kind of all in stages of flux, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
I think fake was originally going to be called bitch, but that changed <laughs> that changed so early on that it didn't. It's not even worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, I think you said it's like, dude. I mean, just. Well, you know how think it's, about it, because I mean, people are buying our albums. Someone buying it for their kids will probably be like, "No, like right off the bat." Well, you remember, you're just a fake. It was originally supposed to be, "You're such a bitch," or something like that. Yeah, but we changed it because that was kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, up next to you was originally called Seven Seventeen. Yes, uh, it's still but, it's still called that on the hard drive that has our album on it. By the way, <laughs> so since recording that, <clears throat> I see Seven Seventeen on everything really i see it on uh clocks i see it on my receipts gas pump like i just see That's it crazy. everywhere yeah it's crazy how like you buy a rav4 and you've never seen a rav4 in your life and now you see them everywhere like that yeah kind of thing. yeah yeah that happened to me when i got my first rav4 and well yeah and still to this day i'll be like c717 and I'll be like this is sweet dude nice so i've never seen it even though it's or rather let me rephrase i've never noticed it yeah well and it's it did it again <laughs> It's like, people it's like, are like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, real fast. Just, just machine gun switching over here. It's a 360, so you're trying yeah. to cut to me, and it's just back to you. You're like, yeah. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Sucker Punch, man. That was and that was a fun one in the studio, too, because I remember yeah. the intro. We were just kind of, like, messing oh. around. Go ahead. I, I remember, I'll remember. Go okay, ahead. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We were messing around with, like, sounds, and it just wasn't quite where you wanted it. And oh, I was for like, the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, was bought, just like, uh, I bought that pedal just for that. Do you remember... Um, I don't remember the name of the pedal. It's a rotary pedal of some kind. Remember? Yeah, yeah. It's like an old school one. Remember this thing showed yeah, yeah. up? Like it looks like it was made Dude, like the, the 80s or, or I'm trying 70s. Trying to remember or... who made that. Um, that. I think it was a. Was it a TC? No, it was, it was the the ones who make the uh, the Soul Food uh, um, Electro Harmonics. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So maybe it's not as old as I thought. Sorry, but it's a rotary pedal of some kind. I can't remember the name. Um, but we tried a bunch of stuff in the Kemper. We tried running. So we were still using the real amps, but we tried running the Kemper through the effects loop, which did work. It just we just didn't enjoy the sound. It wasn't the exact sound we wanted. You ended up running through my rig with uh-huh. some pedals, right? And remember then used my tried, guitar. <laughs> well, remember we tried uh, Daniel's Telecaster, which you can see in the When I'm Gone video, and we'll talk all about all about that story when we get to that song. But uh, we used that Telecaster, and the strings were so old. And we just just replaced the bottom two strings. That's right to get the sound. That's and, right. and then we decided the sound wasn't. It still wasn't what we wanted. So uh, that guitar just sat for a long time with just the two new strings and four old strings. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and and I I had my Paul Reed Smith uh-huh. S two Studio with me. My was that S- the um? That was the blue one. That's the the, the more greenish one. one. Teal one. Yeah. They call it, I forget what they call it. Metallic green or something like that. They only did that guitar for three months. By the way, PRS, if you're listening, I love you guys. Let's talk. There's one on the wall behind. Yes, you. one on the wall. I'm currently messing messing around with this one. Yeah, oh, show this. Off. Show this to the people. There we go. So I, uh, this is a um, Mira or Myra. I, some I've heard people call it different things. Um, but I've currently taken out the stock pickup. I've got a Filtatron type Seymour Duncan in there. Then I've also put on a uh, Bigsby, and I'm just really trying to go for that <clears throat> kind of Angusy. More uh, like Malcolm, you mean? Yeah, sorry, more Malcolm. I don't know where I'm... Yeah. I'm going for more of that Malcolm-type sound. Really that, uh, open. It, more driven than his sound, but yeah, I really want to hear the, the note definition separation that you get from, from these pickups. So, and I figured I might as well throw the chunk of metal on. Uh, I don't really plan on using it that much, but but again, PRS, if, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> love you. And we know that you I are. I love you so much. <laughs> I can vouch for he really does. He's not just saying I, this. I bought my first PRS. God, 
You like PRS is like I like Les Pauls. Like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I have four of them now. Yeah. That's the yeah. same. Well, I've had my Les Pauls for a little while, but um, not really. I had my gold top. That was, and I had that in 2014. 2015. I bought it in 2015. And, uh, and then I got the Tiger in 2019 and then the rest since then. Yeah. So I'm looking to get another one. <laughs> yeah. So you should so. say something to the camera to Gibson. Well, I don't have any guitar I can hold, but... Well, just say I love you or something. I love Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I love Les Pauls the way you like PRSs. <laughs> it's true love. It's true love. Yeah. Uh, what were we saying? Oh, the the intro. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and we'll show you guys all this stuff we're talking about when we get to the session in a few minutes. Uh, the other thing I was going to say was this is the one song. This is the song to talk about how much, um, like... Uh, attention to detail we had in this in this process recording ourselves this is something we could not have done if we went to a real studio and that is we set everything back up called everyone back in to change one note in this song do you remember that in the pre-chorus oh remember because we went dun 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 doodle little doodle little we changed one of those notes because we realized it was clashing and uh it'll be hard to identify the exact note because it'll go by so fast but it was one note we changed and um, you play a different part live. That's why it might not trigger. Yeah, it, it, I remember that. So, so we had to come back in. We had to retrack the chorus. We had to redo the chorus. We did that. But then we yep. had to redo that one note, too. One note, yeah, the pre-chorus. Yeah. yeah. And then we had... Um, uh, there's some really fun leads in this song that are not probably immediately apparent. Um, the intro's just cr- filled with wacky stuff. There's delays, rotaries, filters congas like there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on i'm gonna go out on a limb and, and say i think i remember there even being a split humbucker <laughs> probably i well, think I you don't... split I, I try to remember exactly what you I did on the prs what, but what uh was it was it that prs that was the intro guitar? yeah that's what you ended up using yeah for which part the yep the rotary part yeah that was a rotary right it's not a chorus we used an actual rotary pedal yeah it was a rotary pedal i remember I remember plugging that in and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. I set up the, the pedals. I had my, like, that was one of the few saw that was one of the only parts where we had more than one pedal at all. Yeah. And, and all my stuff, there were no pedals in front of the amp. It's just the amp sound. Yeah. Which I love. And your stuff, it was pretty much the amp sound. We just had the blues driver, honestly, not doing that much work. It was just a little bit of touch. Yeah. A little bit of sprinkle on top. I had the clean channel just, just cranked like on six or seven, depending yeah. on how much gain I needed. So I had that thing just working on the clean channel and it gets this really awesome, amazing, crunchy sound. And then you just, just, just put it into that really nice rock and roll uh, think kind of like eighties, just raw rock tone when you add that Waza blues driver. So yeah, for sure. That pedal I think was on just about every song. It's fun though. Kind of, kind of going back mentally. We should have probably taken better notes. We should do that this time. Yeah. Better notes, more like videos along the way. Um, we do have that video of you catching your amp on fire though. (laughs) (laughs) My tubes went supernova, man. That's for album number two. So we'll get to that later. Why don't we head on over to, um, uh, the session here. So we're looking at Sucker Punch. I think where we should start is the same as any song, and that's how about the intro. What do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear... Uh, how about a story here behind this first little cymbal swell? Okay, so a uh, good friend of mine, Bruce McKagan, uh, he would he would come over and we'd do a lot of sessions and stuff. Um, fun fact, he's, he's actually Duff McKagan's older brother, but uh, that's neither here nor there. He had a friend come over to do drums, 
Um, and he did a cymbal swell for a project we were working on. And that cymbal swell has made it into, I think, pretty much every project I've done. And that's this cymbal swell right here. So big shout out Lou Mondelli, the drummer extraordinaire for uh, having a cymbal swell on the album here. We wanted to start with a bass heavy. Uh, this was kind of inspired by Velvet Revolver. Yeah. And we're teasing that riff that's going to be coming back later. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. And Rasan does a cool little uh, little bass turnaround and then drops to the low. Right, riffing down there. Percussion, we have uh, a, a stupid fast shaker. Fun fact, Foz might have carpal tunnel from that. Definitely arthritis. Now, here you'll hear... <laughs> You'll hear fact. Foz might. <laughs> fact. Carpal tunnel was had on this album, and uh, and also for other reasons. Um, this is a fun little thing we did. We do this in a couple places on the album. We had a recording of like the soft shaker and a recording of the hard shaker, and I cross faded them, so the sound literally goes like, and it like changes instead of being a sudden change. Tell me if you notice this here. Oh, here it is. Sorry, it's it's later. My bad. You can see the the waveform here. If I make it bigger, see that waveform change? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we made it a steady. Kind of has like a train thing going on. It's cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Fast shaker. Freaking. Woo woo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the drums here. We start with this really nice. Just riding hat, man. Little accents there. Coming in with a big hit. Just classic, like, massive buildup, you know? Now here's, like, the fill of doom. There's two in this song. This is the first. I love how the buildup just kind of... just falls into the fill. It feels like you're falling yeah. downstairs, but like in an organized way. And that's where that shaker, if I turn the shaker way up. I love that, that, that yeah. last like, da, da, little da, bit. Da, da, yeah. And yeah. That's where the shaker picks up. Let me turn the shaker way up. And I'm gonna turn those drums down. Oh yeah. Now, the shaker's not doing a ton of work there. That's where we go, uh, if I bring in the bass, that's where we go from the intro to the big main riff. Oh, we love a little more bass, huh? Maybe a little too much. And that's interesting that, that Rasan chose to kind of echo the chords in a different way. He's da 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 where we're going da 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 right? So yeah. they have different kind of sounds. We'll get to the guitars in a second. You want to talk about some keys? Keys are pretty simple here. They're just padding some stuff. The organ. Dominant seven. Just between root and seven. That's all I needed, though. And we have the roadie, rotary, rotary. Yeah. <laughs> the rotary kick on. The roadie. And I think it's going to jump up an octave here, if I remember. 
And that's where shit picks up. So if we bring those other three instruments back in. Even that by itself is pretty freaking rock and roll. Like, no guitar. That still sounds... And we love doing these... uh, Just running up the organ. And then also down. Down. Running out. One of the nice things the organs do. You want to talk about some rhythms? Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk, talk about the leads first, actually, because that's this is the rotary patch we talked about. So run me through the signal chain again. It was it was me playing, but it was your PRS through your what blues junior, right? Yeah, my my blues deluxe reissue. Blues yeah, deluxe. yeah. So and the reason being was you knew the part that you wanted played. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like that tinker with the pedal guy. Like you're yeah. like, oh, I'll just get something that sounds good. I'm like, yeah. all right, oh, I, I, I yeah, got yeah. you, bro. Yeah, you're the. And tinkerer. so I'm sitting there. Yeah. I'm sitting there on the ground, just like, okay, all right, let's go. Uh, I forget what we ran into first. Uh, we tried a lot. I remember we tried a lot of stuff over like three or four sessions. Yeah, we would try and be like, ah, nothing. Let's try next time, you know. Or, or we got it. We thought we got it and listened to it. Didn't like it. Let's try something else, you know. Yeah, let's like a while let's listen to it real quick and see if it sparks any anything. Right off the bat, I'm thinking about how much more gainy that is than I remember. There's some more, some crunch on that. Yeah, and it comes across as somewhat clean in the in the mix of things. And changing the rhythm of it too. We push it, dun dun dun, dun and then we go dun, just steady changing. So it's it's a minor change, but we did that to match the drums. So having heard that, I'm pretty confident that that was amp with no drive pedal. That was the yeah, that was no, so I that was think, a pretty yeah. good reference of where my amp was as far as like. Just, just Gain. without without the drive pedal. Yeah, uh, we were hitting the rotary, and then I feel like we were hitting that that TC electronic reverb, just a touch. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, I hear reverb on the end, but that could have been added by machine because these are the mixed in. Right, so that's something he. I feel add. like that was one of the one parts because we did use that, and I think this was the, and it was so subtle. Yeah. Um, and then, and then position on that one. I'm pretty sure that was the middle position, which on the S2 studio splits the, uh, splits the, it's kind of think strat ish, like super strat. Oh, we split the, 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 so you uh, split the pick, we split the humbucker in the bridge and that middle position on that's not the middle pickup. It's the neck and the bridge. Oh, that's interesting. What is the middle pickup then? The middle pickup is, um, only on position two. And four. Ooh, those are my favorite positions on a strap. Sorry. Yeah, two and four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Before we dive in, there's obviously no vocals, no solo, no piano. So we've heard everything so far except for the main rhythm guitars. So the delay is doing a lot of the heavy lifting there. All I'm playing is bump, 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 bump. Fine, this is what you do live. Yes. But this is what this part was me in the studio. That's what we were trying to use the Telecaster on. And I don't remember what we ult- I think this actually might have ended up being the gold top. I don't remember what it was. I'm not sure which one it was, yeah. And I believe to get the sound we wanted, so you can easily play it, you know, normal. You would just do it all, you know, easy. But to get the sound we wanted, I think we ended up capoing the second fret. And then, so we could play open seven, which would be nine, open, nine, open, nine, open, nine, open, nine. That's because right. Because we tried doing fret and it didn't have the same sound. Because I wanted that open seven sound, but we're in F sharp in this song instead of E, so we had to capo up. 
So um, we love doing little little weird studio tricks like that that you could easily play it live and won't make a difference. But in the studio, it's those tiny little things that we love. Oh, yeah. As you can tell, that's an open string. Yeah. No finger touching it. Now here comes the filter sweep guitar. And you can tell those are all the downstrokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fun, fun fact about that part, too. We kept going back back and forth. Oh, what, what should we do? I, I think it was between you and me. And, and uh, was it, do we, do we just go, you know, I guess, technically, position-wise, if you think it's standard tuning, F sharp, A, E, B. E, right. Right? Yeah. Okay. We did it all on the same string. Yeah, yeah, so we, we did it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I had been playing it like that, and you're like, oh, I, I like hearing that slide in there. I like yeah. hearing the slide up to that note. So yeah. that's what we ended up. Ended and we up did a doing. lot of testing with like strumming, so down and ups versus just vicious down picks, which is a little bit impractical live, maybe yeah. depending. Yeah. Um, but the down picks just beat the strumming so hard on a riff like this that we were just like ferocious down picks. So these are all downstrokes, if I remember. Um, if that part, if that part wasn't when the bit, when the band comes in, it, it definitely was like when the full right, band comes in. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring Rasan in so we can, t- we can hear that bass thing that we were talking about earlier where he goes up where we go down and we can hear, we're going to match pitch on that one. Awesome. Let me give him a little more volume. Then we get to the verse, which we'll talk about in a second. I wanted to talk about this lead, which, again, a lot of this intro is echoing the main riff that we'll hear immediately after the first chorus. That's what this lead, that's what the bass did in the intro. That's what this lead guitar is going to do right now. And it's going to keep holding, and I think I slide here. So this this riff is actually right here. Uh, so this is we were talking about this last week too. There's a lot of guitars going on in our music. Uh, occasionally there's a lot of guitars going on and live there's only two of us so we have to pick and choose and mix and match and do creative things to represent the parts that need to be represented and some parts get cut this part in this verse is an example of a part that is you're not going to hear live it gets cut because what i'm choosing to do is in the rhythm track which i'll show you in a minute yeah but this is this gets cut which is kind of a a, a jangly higher version of what the band's playing <laughs> Then we get into what you play live. We'll keep going on this so that, track for that a minute. That sounds yeah. when that first came in, dude. Like I just gotta say, it sounds like like a swarm of angry hornets just yeah. coming at you. Yeah. Like that tone. That's so, why that uh, that Marshall amp I'm playing has that effect. Yeah, you can really hear the pick on the strings. It just sounds mean. Like, yeah, ugh, snarly, right? Then uh, we jump into the pre-chorus here on the lead guitar track, and th- this is what you play live now. So on yes. the rhythm track, we were both doing the same thing. So what we decided was, I'll just stay, stay on that, which we'll talk about in a second as well. 
and that that includes the note we changed uh, that we came back and recorded one note. You jump to this kind of um, kind of night train by Guns N' Roses. Dun, e part. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and that's this part here. Now, the, uh, we're on a roll in the lead, so I'm going to stay on the lead. By the way, that's this track, if you're following along with us here. Uh, I hope I didn't just move it. Let me make this jumbo for you guys. We get to the chorus. I swear I'd, I had to play this part a hundred times to get it right, because it's so specific. And it's, this is something else that's not live. You won't hear this live. But it's so specific, it, it took me forever to track this part. You'll hear a machine cro- crossfaded between those because yeah, you're hearing yeah. you're hearing the uh, machines mix stems, so he bust them down to groups for us. So you're hearing a lot of tracks. Like for example, what you just heard, two guitars doing the same thing, doubling. We talked about that last week as well. And then you're hearing it. You're hearing the other lead track come in, and you're hearing all of it together, all on this lead track. Thanks to Machine for giving us those mixed stems. And it goes into that. Let's head back. We were in the verse. Do you want to uh, listen to some vocals? That's where they come in, right? Yeah, let's I heard it I gotta play the game They say I'm fighting destiny That's verse uh, 1A Then we kind of get into verse 1B But I'm gonna let you in on the story No, nothing's ever gonna get the better of me Now the pre-chorus I got no time to lose Big note here. And I'm running out of choices to choose. Nice little grit there. Shall we discuss some other elements? Any any no any notes, thoughts on the vocals of the lead guitar so far? Yes. Has anyone figured out what this song is about? <laughs> I haven't heard anyone tell me what it's about. I mean, we know what it's about, but yeah. This I mean, song that's a good point. This song is about is similar to fake. It's talking about um how Having the grit and the drive to succeed, even when everyone's telling you you can't. That's basically what this song is about. So I've heard I got to play the game. They say I'm fighting destiny like, you know, you're never going to make it give up. But I'm going to let you in on the story. Nothing's ever going to get the better of me. Right. So here we come. Uh, I got no time. I got what is it? No time to lose. Yeah, I got no time to lose. And I'm running out of choices to choose. Meaning like, you know, we're, we're going for it. Success. That's the option, right? How about some organ? Organ in this song, for the most part, is just kind of... Is there piano? There is piano. Oh, yes, in the big riff, we double it like we did in Mr. Danger as well. Just kind of riffing on the organ there. Yeah, yeah, sounds nice. Bass and drums, just kind of doing what bass and drums do. Oh, riding that big floor tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
pedal and bass, one note. Oh yeah. Then we get to Man, I forgot how good that floor tom sounded. It's, Thank you, Heil microphones. Massive. Thank you. Heavy, heavy. Now we haven't talked about the rhythm guitars. Snarly. So snarly. Now here's where we change. We do the same thing for verse 1A. 1B and 2B. You go into more of a chord. And I go into a single note. So if you're listening on headphones, which I encourage you to do, if you're in your office right now, uh, left will be me on the rhythm and right will be Driz on the rhythm. And that's an example of me adding an extra note yeah. you don't do. So it kind of gives it a little off-balance, right? It's off-balance, but yeah. it's off-balance on purpose. So you're going da-na-na-na, and I go da-da-da-da-da. I add that little extra note. Now we get to the pre-chorus. This is where we change the note. Yeah. You're going to hear us go... Send those little hammer-ons, that kind of thing. Yep. All right, then we get to the downstrokes. Downstrokes, dude. We're downstroking so hard. We're looking like we're having actual strokes. You can can call me Dally Downstroke. Let's bring in those leads with that. Ah, yes, and the the massive drum fill out of the riff. So we talked about at the beginning how Foz just recorded a straight beat. And then what we did is we wrote the chorus around that. And then I had to go back and then like copy and paste the beat and like tweak it and like move stuff around to make what he did match us. Yeah. Because he just gave me like a template. And thankfully he gave me a couple extra hits. Do do gotta do do gaga got like little stuff like that. Yeah, I remember there being several takes and just like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got to splice around between them like uh the halfway point, for example, right here. Uh, let's see. That he did that at one point, and we got to you know copy that around. I love this fill, and ride that crash symbol so heavy. I mean, I love listening to these two together. Thanks. Now, we haven't talked about the backing vocals. Yes. Oh, that was so much fun. And it yeah. sounds so good on this one. So we have 
Alvy on the lead box here. I'm a fireball tonight, and I'm burning deep inside. So you better start running away like you mean it. You say you don't believe me, but I'm a coming at you like a sucker punch swinging away. I drive all through the night to burn it all down again. Right, a lot of lot of words going on there. It's a difficult chorus to sing. We wanted to accentuate that, and we added some three-part harmonies to um, the main part, and then I doubled everything down an octave, and I intentionally sing with kind of a bright voice, ah, 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 right? Hey, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I kind of nasally, because I personally like the way that sounds on a lower octave. Away, like you mean it doesn't cut through as much as away, like I mean it. It's the same note, but it sounds so different. I'm a fireball tonight, and I'm burning deep inside. So you better start running away, like you mean it. You say you don't believe me, but I'm a coming at you like a sucker punch swinging away. I drive all through the night to burn it all down again. So we put Alvy in there with the lead sitting on top, and now you have a nice. I'm a fireball tonight, and I'm burning deep inside. So you better start running away, like you mean it. You say you don't believe me, but I'm a coming at you like a sucker punch swinging away. I drop all through the night. Now we get to the riff of doom. Hey everybody, thank you so much for watching the latest episode of your new favorite band. This is the end of the free content. But if you want to unlock the full uncut versions of every episode, head over to lamaybe.com slash VIP and sign up for our membership. For $7 a month, you'll get extended episodes of our podcast, a bonus episode every month, plus exclusive merch. You'll also be supporting us and helping us continue to stay on the road and make new music. And for that, we're eternally grateful. So thank you.